With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go, girls. Nice choice there, Grant. Nice choice as we welcome. She's not a girl. She's a lady. She's Heidi Ganahl. She's running for governor. Heidi, were you at the state fair on Saturday? I was, Mandy. We were there all weekend. Just had a blast. How did I miss you? I walked around the whole thing, and I just did not see. Joe O'Day was down there as well. I saw everybody on Twitter, and I was like, what the heck? How did I miss you guys? I was there for the slopper eating contest, Heidi. And how did you do? I did terrible. I mean, I failed (laughs) miserably, but it's okay because winning a speed food eating contest has never been something I've really aspired to, so I'm all right with it. What what did you think of, uh, how was your response with people at the fair? How were people, were they receptive? Were they happy to see you? What was going on down there in Pueblo? Gosh, Mandy, it was such a great reception. In the parade, I must have shaken probably four or 500 hands, a lot of little kids, but I didn't have one negative comment. Everyone was so supportive and excited and encouraging. And that that's how the whole weekend went. And this is Pueblo. It's not, you know, a yeah. conservative leaning county. This is representing um, a state of folks that work really hard and have a great history down there. And um, just, you know, just want their kids taken care of. I want their communities taken care of. And Crime is skyrocketing down there. The drug issue is huge. Yeah. And I just hear a, a lot about people hurting in Pueblo. And so it was wonderful to meet folks and listen to their stories and be encouraged to keep fighting for our beautiful state, which we've got 70 days left. So it's go time. Well, let me, and it's coming up on Labor Day when people start paying attention. I tell people this all the time. Like a lot of people don't even focus their eyeballs on the election until after Labor Day. So yeah, it is go time in a big way. I read with great interest your column in today's Denver Gazette about fentanyl. Let's talk about that for a second. I know that the Democratic legislature had an opportunity to do something about fentanyl and they didn't. They still, you can you can possess uh, a gram of fentanyl, which is enough to kill a lot of people and not go to jail. What would you like to see happen here, Heidi, in, in terms of our our position as a state on fentanyl? Well, Mandy, I mean, it's it's bad. It's so bad. Everywhere I go, I hear terrible stories of how fentanyl is destroying our communities and killing our children. Um, it's time that we take this head on. We have to go after the drug dealers and hold them accountable. We have to end Colorado's status as a sanctuary state because it's flowing over the southern border and right into Colorado. I don't know if you remember that in June, uh, the Colorado State Patrol officers made the largest fentanyl seizure on a U.S. highway. They found 114 pounds of fentanyl on I-70 heading to Denver. And we're hearing more and more about that. Colorado is really becoming a hub for all the bad things that happened because of the fentanyl crisis, including our children who are, you know, being inundated with messages about drugs and, you know, how to feel better. They came, they just came through a really rough couple of years. And so we have a mental health crisis right here in Colorado for our children. 
lots of stories about kids taking a Xanax that's laced with fentanyl or being given, you know, a, a party drug that happens to be something that will kill them. Because one pill can kill. One mm-hmm. pill that's laced with fentanyl can kill you, and it is killing our children here. And, you know, I just had a conversation with a woman who was waiting on us, lovely woman. She was just so delightful. And she, in the course of the conversation, mentioned that she had lost one of her adult children to drug abuse. And I'm thinking to myself, here's a random conversation I started with someone, and yet here's another person that has lost lost a loved one, lost a child to drug abuse. Drug abuse in and of itself is horrible. And, uh, you know, as it's not just the person suffering, it's the family suffering. But fentanyl has upped the, the ante significantly for the reasons that you just said. Now, a drug addict who is just trying to get a fix so they don't get sick, they're possibly giving, being given a drug that's going to kill them. And, and this is significant because we're seeing those numbers and overdose numbers and overdose deaths truly like skyrocket. I hate to use the word, but that's kind of where we are. Yes, Colorado is number two in fentanyl overdose deaths now in the nation. And our death rate around fentanyl is high, is going much higher than the average national. So, I mean, we have got to take this head on. We've got to educate our young people, all people, about the dangers of fentanyl. But we also have to look at the policies that got us into this mess. And it's Jared Polis and the Democrats that decriminalized fentanyl and then made it harder to prosecute people when they tried to fix the bill this last session, which is ridiculous. I'm hearing from law enforcement all over Colorado that the bills that they've passed have made it so much worse here. Well, and I want it to your point to be clear that the Democrats, while trying to give the appearance of doing something, actually added a caveat to the law that says if you unknowingly sell something with fentanyl in it, it's not a felony. So as long as you think you're just selling Xanax, but you're really selling a pill made with fentanyl and other stuff, you you don't get held to the same standard. That, to me, absolutely says to criminals, like they're, you know, they pass the bill and then they turn around to criminals in back alley and go, hey, we got your back. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, it's... Well, and you add that, Mandy, to all the other laws that they're passing, like making it easy to get out of jail real quickly with the bail reform that they did. And then the, the kind of, decriminalizing a bit, um, auto theft. And and now we're the number one auto theft state in the nation. But Colorado truly is becoming one of the most dangerous states to raise a family now. If you look at the um, fentanyl issue, the suicide issue for kids in Colorado, we have one of the highest drug addiction rates for kids. Um, The school shootings that have gone on in our state, crime is skyrocketing here. Our neighborhoods are not safe. So it's It's terrible, but I hate to say it, but it's truly becoming a dangerous place to raise kids. Well, somebody sent this text message um, and and wanted to know, um, as governor, if you have a Democratic legislature, what what could you do as governor if you have a legislature that is as intractable as the one we have now when it comes to this issue? Because I got to tell you. I was shocked when they didn't refelonize fentanyl. I, I mean, how is that? How did that even make sense? That this drug is so far worse than every other drug out there that even my libertarian side said, you know, this probably needs to be off the streets. As governor, can you do anything to bring them along or do you work around them? How does that even look? Well, I think both. I mean, a lot of the Democrats are also parents and have kids and in schools and communities where this is affecting them and their, their lives. And so we've got to treat it like the weapon of mass destruction that it is. 
We need to restore law and order and have the backs of law enforcement and ICE agents on the southern border of our state. And one thing that I can do is stop our status as a sanctuary state. And so that we are not allowing it to just flow across the border of Colorado into our cities across this beautiful Colorado, you know, landscape that we have. This is truly something that all of us have to work together and take very seriously. There's no arguing with the stats that are coming across the wires right now. And law enforcement is saying loud and clear, this is not a right or left issue. This is not a political issue. This is an issue of our families and kids that are dying. And we all have to do everything we can to stop it. So, Heidi, I want to switch gears just a little bit because I do want to talk about what I've started calling the student loan reassignment plan. Um, because it's not forgiveness. It is simply reassigning the choices of people who went to college onto the rest of us, many of whom did not go to college, to pay off those debts. What are your thoughts on that? Well, as a regent at the University of Colorado, you know, I'd rather lower the cost of college overall than giving a one-time handout to folks that, you know, rightly so, they may be struggling and need some help and get some relief from this. But why should two-thirds of America pay for one-third that, you know, just made the decision, the conscious decision to go to college and take out these loans? And a lot of um, the confusion around student loans is this, that there's a limited amount students can get in undergraduate for student loans. Um, maybe I think it's up to $30,000 now. What you can do is you can get an unlimited amount of parent plus loans. So the parents take out the loans and then the kids, they expect the kids to pay them back or the students to pay them back. Or if you go to graduate school, you can get an unlimited amount. So, you know, these are conscientious decisions to take out more debt as an undergraduate, either by the parents or as a graduate student. Um, it's a little bit confusing, but once you know that, you realize that, you know, a, a lot of folks that have more than 100000 in school debt that you hear about, it was, very, um, it was a very intentional decision to do that, and they're usually getting into careers that can pay those back. So there's lots of different ways we can do this, but let's just reduce the cost of college by keeping tuition low or reducing it, which I've done my darndest at CU to do, but also to reduce administrative bloat. We've got to get more money back into the classroom, whether it's K through 12 or higher ed, and quit hiring bureaucrats and being in, a, in an arms race to build better yeah. and more beautiful buildings on these campuses. Well, what's interesting to me is that as, you know, the world has evolved, I, I, I often wonder, and, and I know that I went to four years of college, though I didn't graduate, but I did pay back my student loans. And I wonder why the university structure has not seemed to move forward the way the rest of us have. I mean, does a person who knows when they graduate from high school that they want to be an engineer, why can't they just take engineering classes? You know what I mean? Why do they yep. have to have your under... I, and I understand the purpose of the undergraduate stuff. I get it, 100%. Everybody needs to be exposed to Shakespeare and all that good stuff. I get it. That being said, not everyone does. Not everyone needs that. And it's like the university system is so entrenched, like this is the way we are. And the federal loan guarantees have made it so they can raise tuition without any issues because they know that people are just going to keep borrowing to do it. Yeah, Mandy, th things have to change pretty dramatically in higher education. And I think they are. The market is changing it, whether um, higher ed wants to change or not. You're seeing more parents 
being very conscientious about where their kids go to school, if they're paying for college. You're seeing more students look towards training, um, accreditation, working with companies that offer education programs or training programs rather than going to a four-year degree. Like Google certification is a really um, good investment. Right now it gets you a great job and it doesn't take a four-year degree to do that. Um, Amazon invested $700 million, I believe, into training their um, employees. So you're going to start to see more and more of that. And also vocational training in the trades. We've got to get back to teaching our kids things that are useful once they get out into the workforce, like welding and plumbing and construction. Well, I have a completely unrelated question from you from a guy who text messages me a lot. He said, how can I donate to Heidi without getting inundated with text, email, and phone calls? He's got a good question, Heidi. Can he do that? What if he mailed you a check? Could he mail you a check? Is that possible? Well, talk to Jenna Griswold and the Democrats who changed the campaign finance laws to make them so onerous. But unfortunately, if you donate more than $20, I, I believe you have to submit information that makes it public on Tracer, but, you know, would love your donation. We'll do all we can to help you get off those lists <laughs> once you donate. Um, we can accept donations up to $1,250 per person, and we are in the fight for our lives, as, as many of you know, but the polling is looking great. We're within four or five yeah. points of Jared Polis. I wanted to break this on the show, but there's some new internal polling that uh, we're going to put some more information out that um, once people understand that Jared Polis is pretty involved in the decisions around fentanyl and crime. We're within a couple points of him. So what we need to do is get the word out about the bad policy decisions that Jared Polis has made, because the mainstream media is not helping that, you know, that effort. But you sure are, Mandy, and, and some other hosts that are helping us get our word out. Well, I'm trying because, like, today on the blog, I have a story that because Jared Polis has not applied for an EPA waiver, by the way, an EPA waiver that we have been granted multiple times under prior administrations because our air quality is not all our fault. It also comes from California and the mountains and we're a sink and there's all these other reasons. Jared Polis has not applied for that waiver. Our gas prices could go up as much as 50 cents a gallon if he does not. And so far, nothing. I think that's kind of a big issue. I think that's a huge issue. That's right, Manny. And he's kind of pulling the same thing he did with the Tabor refunds. Um, where he tried to take credit for giving our own money back yeah. to us and renaming it. He's, he, he is the one who decided not to submit this science um, to the EPA. And now he's like, oh, we're looking into it. We're going to figure out if there's anything we can do about it. Hey, Jared, why don't you just submit the paperwork like the other governors have done, and then yeah. we won't have to have the same standards as California since it's not our fault anyway. And it does almost nothing. For us to have reformulated gas, it would do almost nothing for our air quality. He's just, I don't know, he's just playing fast and loose because ultimately the goal is to force people into mass transit that nobody else is using so he and his cronies can drive on the road with no traffic. I mean, that's it, Heidi. That's uh, that's my take on it anyway. Heidi Ganahl is my guest. She is running for governor. She would love your support. I have one more question really quick before we leave. I want to get this in. So I got this text message earlier and we were talking about uh, kind of the reluctance of some Republicans to support a woman for president. And I do think that's an issue. And I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who is a huge fan and supporter of yours, but she didn't give me permission to to tell this story, so I'm not naming her. And she expressed frustration in getting some men in Colorado to donate to your campaign. That being said, this text message came in and said, Mandy, 
I think Heidi's Ganal Gals has hurt her with men. Ganai's Gals has hurt her with men. I know men, including my husband, who had a what-the-heck moment when this group was announced. I didn't join for that reason. I understand that many women usually don't support conservative candidates, even women, and that is probably why the Ganal, Ganal Gals was formed. I believe it was a mistake to exclude men. We both have donated to your campaign and vote for her. Why did you make Ganal's Gals? Well, and we called the Gigi's because my last name's pretty hard. And that's also why we put vote for Heidi on everything. Yeah. <laughs> God bless my husband. Um, but we created the Ganal Gals because um, we wanted to create a movement similar to what Glenn Youngkin did in Virginia around moms and grandmas and aunts and, and women who are really fired up about um, being left out of the conversation in a lot of ways about what's happening in our schools and our healthcare, et cetera. But we have our Ganal Gal guys. Arkanola Guys, sorry, um, launched now that all the men can join. We have veterans for Heidi. We have Democrats for Heidi. Um, we're having a load of fun doing this. And there is room for everybody to be involved in this movement to really just take back our state and to undo a lot of the bad policies that Jared Polis has put into place. So to all the guys out there, we love you. We need you. We want you involved. Um, but, uh, we also, I, I love our Ganal gals. They are, are firing people up all over the Let state. Let me tell you something, Heidi, they are all in for you and they are fired up. The women that I talk about, talk to that are in your organization are, are just so excited to go out there and support you and, um, and just keep, keep doing what you're doing. And people are really starting to notice. And that's important. Heidi, you can give her money and support her campaign. I put a link on the blog today. I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask, just give her some money. Um, cause she needs it to go up against multimillionaire, um, self-funder Jared Polis. Anyway, Heidi, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, Manny. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Heidi Ganahl. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.